What's up, hobby friends, and welcome back to Paint Bravely, the podcast where you can find a little bit of encouragement, discover new ways to make your hobby more fun, and most importantly, learn to paint bravely. Now, you can probably tell that I sound terrible, but you know what? We're going to get through it. We've, we've been doing this podcast for quite some time, and I just couldn't take missing an episode, so we're going to do what we can to, you know, talk some hobby and... uh Go through some fun stuff. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Yeah, sure. This, sure this episode's going to be worth it. You'll be glad you came, isn't it? So I'm going to so. start with a. I'm going to start with a hot tip just to to keep you on the hook in case you have you haven't left already. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hot tip. Uh, looking around, looking around. Okay, this is a real hot tip. That's good. <laughs> there is a use for 3D printing supports. I've actually been using them as basing material, as as little doodads. And I'm actually quite happy. So, so let me mm. walk you through the uses. Now, depending on what slicing software you or your friend who you've stolen their trash from, uh, you may end up with these supports that have this kind of like triangle interlaced pattern that looks like an actual girder from an actual building, mm -hmm. which is cool. So I've used a few of those just as is, as you know, some triangles, a little bit of flavor in my bases. But turns out that actually the the bottom plate, the the bit of plastic that's actually in contact with the the printing plate, mm -hmm. I actually really like that flat bit. Now I've I've found two uses for that. Okay. Number one, I think it's better than just a a flat sheet of polystyrene for random debris because of it's a little bit brittle. And so you mm. break it up mm -hmm. and it kind of snaps in interesting jagged patterns True, yeah. that kind of look like uh, shrapnel or, or something like that or, or weird little bits of, of metal on the battlefield on a, on a ruined cityscape. So that's good. But also, now, now this, is, this is big brain stuff I've just started <laughs> doing, but I have started building my models raised up from the base or at least for for the project i've been working on recently right okay so i put a little bit of spacer in between the foot of the model and the top of the plastic base mm -hmm. raise them up just a millimeter or two so that when i then go and put some texture paste on the base it doesn't look like they're just standing ankle deep in texture paste it sure, looks like sure. they're kind of standing level with the the ground yeah that makes sense yeah so yeah i've been i've just been working on lizards over here i've been getting their feet just a little bit up off the surface of the base filling that in with uh texture paste monument hobbies texture paste and then throwing in both the the, the, the kind of shrapnel bits from these printing supports and also the the girder bits of the printing supports throwing in a few little bits of uh cork board in there too for oh yeah you know that that concrete look mm -hmm. and yeah surprisingly easy bases and uh at least it's doing something useful with these 3d printing supports right because there there's a lot of leftover supports um, yeah, I I like to save mine for that little bits like little pipes poking out whatever. So I I think that's super useful. Um, I also use them when I go to clean out my vat. I'll put a couple of them in there so that when you expose the bottom layer and it, and it 
you know, creates a sheet, then you could just pull that right up using one of the supports instead of having to like get in there and, and dig the thing up. Um, Clever. But that also got me thinking when you were saying that the flat sheets like that, you could actually just expose your resin, you know, for a minute or whatever, and then have a nice flat sheet and just break off little chunks. And you got like nice little chunks there. It's kind of a cool, like, free. That's actually a better idea. Huh? How about that? <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Look at that hot tip right out the gate. <laughs> yeah. That's that's cool, yeah. actually. I really, uh, I didn't think about that, like, in that, the the rubble type way. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Give it a shot. Well, it's also now, if, important to mention yeah. that the, uh, the models you're putting them on and the game that your place basically like not necessarily like line of sight um like height wise an issue or is that a problem because that's generally where i'm not I worried about right raising them up by two centimeters or two millimeters sure two millimeters yeah. yeah yeah i i think that's fine yeah if you find yourself playing against somebody who's really upset about that or or is really taking <laughs> advantage of uh getting the top of your hairs over over some line of sight blocking walls right. or something well like yeah. i've had that issue in like kill team right it's like that's kind of the point of it it's like the cover and the moving around and it's like but your head is sticking through now and it's like your entire head because you put the thing on you know a quarter inch of cork like yeah okay that was probably not the best choice <laughs> Yeah, it's it's definitely less height than a quarter inch of cork. Right, I'll tell you yeah, that much for sure. Yeah, a millimeter yeah. or two. All right, yeah, I just yeah. want to throw that out there. You know, never know. Yeah, but um, yeah, I've just been printing lizards and building lizards and basing lizards and and painting lizards. Lizards. And mm. uh, yeah, you you pulled me away for just an hour or so to record an episode of Paint Brave for the podcast. Right, you're itching to get back to painting several thousand points of lizards. Oh, it's just getting to the good part. Yeah, it's just getting to the good part. Yeah, what's the yeah. what? What is the good part? Now that you bring that up, like, what is you? What is your good part of the process? Unless you're just being sarcastic, of course. Okay, for me, it was uh, getting the different scale colors of these lizards mm -hmm. to look good together because I've got these geckos, the the little guys who are remind me a little bit of a, a skink or something right. like that. Yeah, and we've got these these big guys, these gators, which remind me a little bit of a croxagor right. or something Croc like that. Gator, right? I, I see how that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sure, 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 sure. And man, I got. I got this perfect color of of teal from Monument Hobbies. Ooh, it's yeah. it's bright jade, bright there jade. There you go. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Now they also sell a turquoise, and I was kind of expecting like, oh, I'd like that turquoise. And we've talked a little bit about their jade color, mm -hmm. and I know you like Monument Hobbies jade. I do. I think it's a cool color, but I like haven't found the use for it yet. Right. And so I saw the name Bright Jade, like, yeah, a brighter version of a color that I haven't found the place for right, yet. Yeah. But, no, but no, no, it is the it is the perfect lizard skin color, Bright Jade. Okay. It's just a little bit greener than the turquoise is from Monument Hobbies mm -hmm. and uh, is real good. But anyway, you get these, these turquoise teal looking geckos. 
and you put them next to some real bright green gaiters. Oh, yeah. Tie it all together with some futuristic off-white armor. Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm. So I'll, I'll tell you, in the next couple of days, I got to figure out what the 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 main saurians are going to be like. Right, the, yeah. The middle-sized lizards, the the real movers and shakers. Mm. I got to figure out what their color is. And I'm thinking of either burgundy, burgundy or bright okay. blue. And and I'm going to try both. But but here's the deal. Like I've got I've got my force of geckos painted. I've got a couple of these gators painted. By then I'll have a few more gators painted. <laughs> and it's going to I'm going to go no really quick when I'm working on these test models. Like this fits perfectly or this does not fit perfectly. Right. And I'm I'm building this whole lizard ecosystem. <laughs> and some of it is coming together very nicely, and I'm optimistic for for all the other lizards. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like I like the, uh, the like real bright blue idea. That sounds like it'd probably work pretty well. Like especially if you're kind of hitting on the greens over on one side, and then you got your teal in the middle, your bright jade, and then you got your blue on the other side. It's like okay, I could see where there's a mix in there, like. Maybe when the little geckos grow up, it's like, well, this one's a little bigger, and he's now with the blue guys, and this one, you know, he's in the middle, so he's with the green guys over here, you know what I mean? Yeah. It it does make sense to tie it in and at least have them all be cool colors, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but then I'm going to come into the situation where I'm go- I got raptors. Yeah. I got a Tyrannosaurus Rex, and of course, I have a Triceratops. Right. And I think maybe those might be better, like, okay, this one's a burgundy. I think I'm going to end up using a lot of the the lamer greens, we'll call them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Army green, camo oh, green, no. forest green, like the lame greens. Right, a right. Bit, Yeah. A little bit of brown tones in there. Just the, yeah, they're dinosaurs. They have colorful scales, but not not as colorful as the- Right. Some of them the are awesome uh, lizard more traditional. Them. Right, yeah. Although, just just to make fun of the new Jurassic Park movies, I was thinking of like the the leader raptor being blue. There you go. Just just to throw and, it out and there. I'm not sure if that's worth not making the Saurians blue just so I can have the blue raptor joke. I I, I don't think I can just have a single lizard being a mount being blue. I think I have to have some other blue. I, I feel like if you had a single one off blue one. Like it would sell that joke better. Yeah, certainly. Just nothing else in the army is that color of blue. Yeah, and then there's just like one stupid blue raptor that has the, the yeah. little sergeant on it. Yeah. Or, or you could you could paint it like uh, the same kind of teal or something. And do you like the? Because isn't that lizard in that or the raptor, whatever it is? I don't even know. I've only seen the first one of the new ones. Um, doesn't it have like blue stripes? Yeah, I don't even remember what it looks like. It, it's not important. No, but the blue, it, I get. Important. I remember the blue. I was like, it's determining. Yeah. Like, oh, that's that's the good raptor. It won't eat your yep. face off. But there's there's that uh, you know Will Ferrell movie, old school. So you can be like, you're my old boy, blue. blue. Yeah. You can get you can get that in there. That's why I named um, my dog blue. Okay. Yeah. Yep. 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 That's a hundred percent true. Uh, mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, there's. A very small little wizard from the Harbinger set of D&D minis from the 2003 release of that game. <laughs> little wizard, little five-point wizard. His name, Blue. 
So yeah, there's that. Right. If some people are going to get that joke. Nobody's yeah. going to get that joke. Reference. Not, it's not a joke. It's not a joke. Yeah. Sometimes references are, are played off as jokes. I think it's funny. Right. It I mean, generally, references are supposed to be jokes, right? That's the idea. You say something yeah. jokingly, but you're referencing something else. Yep. Ooh. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I got to get back to my lizards. Casey, you, right. you take the podcast. You roll with it. Uh, let's see how this goes. Cause, uh, yeah. <clears throat> so moving, moving has gone well. I've moved into the space. The space is a horrible mess. A horrible mess. I have been trying to get work done this week, like just trying to paint one model. Been working on the big, like, Gazgul model, which I, I love that model. And it's October right now. I thought this is the perfect model to do that with. Um, I got actually, it was sent to me by a friend of ours, uh, Alice from Ataraxia Painting. Pretty cool uh, YouTube channel. Go check that out. Um, yeah, she sent me a big box of stuff, like some really nicely painted stuff as like, you know, like little gifts to have. And then uh, some watermelon candies. And then uh, Gazgul and a bunch of sprues of stuff. She's like, I'm never going to touch any of this stuff. So please don't make me look at it anymore. Um, so there's a Gazgul in there. And I'm like, I fixed him up a little bit. And he was missing some parts. And like, I went to start painting him. And man, like having your paints accessible. I don't know how many times I've said it on this podcast, even specifically. But having your paints accessible right in front of you is so important to like the process of painting. If they're not in front of you, readily available, you're just not gonna get stuff done. Cause there's no motivation to like try things or grab a color or be like, I wonder if this works or if I mix this together. So I've been having a real hard time with not having any of my studio put together. Like for this podcast that we put up on the YouTube at, you know, Paint Bravely, uh, the podcast, you know, YouTube. Um, like I have kind of a set behind me, but like it's minimal and it's basically put together for this video. <laughs> Everything else is in shambles around me. So I'm just having a really hard time, like grabbing colors and doing stuff. I spent like 20 minutes looking for a green, like this one particular bottle of green. And like, I, I swear I was going crazy. I was like going through boxes and bags and like, I, I thought I had, like, carefully laid everything out when I packed up. But no. No, it's not the case. I finally found that green. And I spent an entire day, and I got, like, three colors on the model. Like, legitimately. So, that's where I'm at, hobby-wise. Um, I also opened a lot of boxes, you know, looking for paints and other things. And I unfortunately did find quite a few broken models. <laughs> Yeah. Your hobby station is a, a, a negative value right now. Oh, it's very negative. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, no it's not conducive. It's bad. I did manage to get the, the, like, rig hung up on the ceiling that I use. I hang lights up above, and I got, like, mounts for cameras and monitors and all this kind of stuff. So I did do that, and I feel good about that because it's, it's kind of nice. It's like, you know, that familiarity of the room back in. Um, but it's, it's just been... Uh, it's been hectic, I guess, is, the, is probably the best way to put it. Um, I think my suggestion for anybody who is planning on moving their hobby space or trying to take it on the go or do something like that is to pick out a selection of colors and set them aside in 
some kind of case or box so that you know where they are and at least have access to like the bare minimum of tools. It took me like five days to find my paintbrushes. That, that just shouldn't happen. It was no good. So definitely tip. make make a travel pack. Make that a priority if you're gonna move your house. And I know I know last time I talked about moving, a fair few people had mentioned that they were planning on doing that. So definitely keep that in mind. Yeah. Uh, other than that, though, not a lot of. Okay, well, there's there's another thing. Um, I ended up buying probably the stupidest model on eBay that you could possibly buy. And there have been a lot of people sending me pictures of this model for the last year or so. Uh, it's an Orc Stompa, the big kit, like the Apocalypse kit. Um, on eBay, it's bright green, and it has all these like little tubes sticking out the front that somebody like tried to do with the model. And I ended up emailing the people who are selling it because this thing is like, I've seen it trending on Reddit. I've seen it on YouTube groups. Like people go, what the hell is this thing? And I finally took the plunge and I was like, look, dude, nobody's touched this in like more than a year. I'll give you 50 bucks. And the dude came back and he's like, $50 American and we got a deal. And I said, yes. I said, yes. So I'm going to be working on that pretty soon. That's another uh, Orktober special. I don't know what I've gotten myself into technically, but uh, it's going to be a lot of uh, probably cutting plastic bravely and other things bravely. <laughs> I don't mm -hmm, know what it's going to mm -hmm. entail yet. Should be interesting. Yeah. You know, Casey, you and I were, were looking at eBay last night. And we found a $95 unopened Dominion box. That's true. So MSRP, $200. Mm -hmm. I felt pretty good like six months ago. I snagged one on eBay for 104 Like just kind of yeah. to, to mark that off of like my record for lowest MSRP for right. a completely new box that <laughs> a vendor was selling like 500 of them for that price. For real. <laughs> Uh, but we found a new low, $95. Now, most vendors, to be fair, are still selling for, you know, around the $110 mark, I'd say. But yeah, that's true. They're still they're still going for... Supply right seems to be strong, but... <laughs> it's very <yeah>. strong. <laughs> it looks like at least one person who bought one of the $104 boxes has decided they're never going to do anything with it. They're, they're reselling it yeah. for $95 shipped, so... It definitely feels like that. I just want to get rid of it move right yeah. it's like i got one of these i don't even care they probably got it at adepticon just like everybody mm -hmm. else mm -hmm. yeah mm -hmm. although you know what i i think we did maybe talk about that but they at adepticon it was that very short period of time where you could basically buy a box for like 50 bucks yeah yeah that was in, that in was the a, parking lot of Adepticon because yes, exactly. there were crates and crates and crates <laughs> of the Dominion box that were being given out to all of the VIP swag bag gamers yeah, who were there. Yeah. yeah. So that might have been just a once in a lifetime thing. But I, I do have hopes for the Dominion box. I think I think we'll yeah. get there. I think we'll get to a, a nice like ninety, eighty-five dollar value there. I think I think that's where we're gonna end up. You know, if yeah. the supply is still running like it is. We got to get uh, Rudy from Alpha Investments on oh, here, yeah. and because he he might 
He might be the one who's buying up all those boxes back in his storage room. That's a good point. I like the idea of you know him him doing all of the the magic card speculation. This is the YouTuber who just has, I mean, a lot of people do the speculation, but he has boxes and boxes and boxes yeah. of you know twenty five year old sets of magic cards, mm -hmm. and he's just playing the market, gaming the system. I like the idea that he secretly also just has stashes of just Dominion, just Dominion. That it's funnier that way. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean. It... <laughs> don't think it hasn't occurred to me like it's, it's not a terrible idea like just wait for it to completely crash buy them all up for like yeah 70 bucks a pop wait five mm. six years when it's like oh man i don't know it's just don't exist anymore then you strike you sell them back for yeah you can even put them back up for you know 140 it's like yeah. okay yeah. people would buy the crap out of those yeah, you could do that. It's it's an interesting question. So I, I've only been to Adepticon once, but the contents of the Adepticon swag bag might be a really bad indicator for how that product is doing. So <laughs> I hope not. <laughs> like, the I don't know. The God tier was the other thing that was really in those Adepticon yeah. swag bags. Yeah, and we had just come from a different uh, convention, Gamma. And we'd, we'd talk to some of the Steamforge games representatives there, and they were pushing God Tier, they were pushing Dark Souls, they had another one mm -hmm. that they were talking up. Bard Song. And we were like, oh, yeah, we'll see if people are going to be into this. And then everyone has free copies of, of God Tier at Adepticon. It's like, this is either a good thing or <laughs> kind of a really, really bad thing. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, some of the people we were with were pretty stoked about that and everyone else was like do you want this <laughs> and yeah just gave yeah. them away but then yeah. at the same time yours got stolen so it's like i don't know there's a there's a give and take there. i guess they sure. wanted it more than i did <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i don't know i mean it just from the outside it kind of looks like it's not doing well but honestly i have no idea i don't know if people are yeah. playing god tier i know that i haven't really seen it in my local area, which is a pretty big area. Um, I feel like I would have if it was like a big deal, but I don't know. I just don't actually yeah. know. Yeah. My local store owner said that he was able to, you know, sell a few copies for a couple of weeks and then some folks were playing for a couple of weeks and then it stopped, which mm -hmm. I, I think is a very common cycle for the vast majority of games, but yeah. 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 And it depends on the local area. But. Sure. I mean, definitely yeah. does depend. Um, that, that's, that's a good one to ask people. Like, if, if you listening or watching this podcast actually play God Tier or into that, or if there is a scene going on, it would be cool to know. Just leave that There's comment. some cool minis in there. Yeah, there cool are. Cool minis. I've seen, yeah, a few, nice, I've seen yeah. some good paint jobs. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The, the only thing is... We were talking about this a little bit, and I don't know what we're going to title this episode, but we we were talking about Steamforge games and the way that they killed Guild Ball for basically for no, no reason, reason yeah. and with no warning. <laughs> and so it's it makes me much more hesitant to get into another little team-based game like 
uh, yeah what, what you call it god tier yeah no i i feel yeah. exactly the same way right it's like there's there's trust in like there's supposed to be support for this thing and it's like well there's different teams and different things you can do and like we're gonna put out more content for it and it's like okay cool i can get into that i want to collect miniatures and teams and build my stuff but like if it's just out of nowhere out of left field like we're gonna just stop making this like that's that's the worst thing that can happen to a game it's like once in once in a great while do does a community rally together enough to like keep a game alive I mean, even for right. games, workshop games, that's like, there's only been a few like that. Yeah. You know, it's it, every other game that they've had that they've, they're like, oh, we're, we're going to have this and whatever. And the kill just dies immediately. I mean, Guild Ball, it, it seems like they could have just sold the starter set in the stores. Like they could have like <laughs> pared down the product line by a lot and not had really any more releases but just continue to make at least a starter set and like two two expansions or, or something like that right have something to keep on the store shelves and be like yeah this is i don't know when they acknowledge it they'd be like yeah this isn't the focus of uh of the company right now but we're still you know excited about this game and we've just pretend like they have plans for the future you know i mean at least that keeps the hope alive right <laughs> yeah that keeps the hope alive and that keeps the you know that allows stores to sell out of the rest of the the product that they have in stock and right uh, and, and it keeps and it keeps shelf, people yeah. playing yeah it keeps people playing the we were checking ebay and there are a lot of guild ball figures on on ebay if yeah. you wanted to do a rescue of that you could but I might. I don't know if anyone would want to watch that video. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's that's the other thing. Yeah, right? A game dies like that. and What's, like, anybody's incentive to make content for that game, right? Like, that sucks. Because yeah. nobody If, if the really company cares. don't care, yeah. then... Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and that's that's just kind of a bummer. And, I mean, I've, I've never played Guild Ball. I've bought a couple of figures, but, like, I've heard it was awesome. Like, mm -hmm. just an awesome game. And it sucks because it is a weird thing that like tabletop gamers go through. And now obviously not everybody's like this. I think I'm guilty of this, but if a game gets killed or a new edition comes out, like I straight up just like, Oh, I guess, uh, I guess the old one doesn't exist anymore. And it's a mm -hmm. weird mentality because it makes no sense. I mean, like if I go to play a game of Warhammer, I'm going to use whatever the basic rule set is and whatever I've got laying around. Cause I'm not going to go spend a couple hundred bucks to like just play the newest version for some reason, unless I'm getting into that. Right. Um, but I'm not like purposely going, I want to play like third edition 40 K that's, that's what I'm going to do. Like it just doesn't even not many people mind. do. Yeah. Not many people do. So, so it's a strange yeah. life cycle of, of games. And like, I think I feel like Guild Ball was kind of like that. It's like, well, we're just not doing it. And people are like, guess it's time to stop playing and it's like that doesn't really make sense but you know that's that's the way a lot of us are yeah i i just think it would have been smarter to do the fade away instead of the the hard cut right and guild ball just one day people woke up to the news of like hey we're not doing this anymore i don't know people figured out how to win the game too easily and uh <laughs> so that's it we're done packing it up i feel like a couple of numbers changes would have fixed that but you know 
Whatever. Uh, they printed the cards. The cards are out there. Oh, that's fair. I didn't really think about the cards. No, that's not <laughs> fair. <That's... laughs> no. No. It's the they... ban list for competitive events for the people who are really right. hyped about competitive guild ball. But for everybody else who owns the models, it's just like, well, put these a little farther back in the closet now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I I am that guy sometimes where you know I don't I don't play competitively. But like, I'm gonna bring the most competitive thing to a casual game that I possibly can, because <laughs> it's I don't know. There's sure. just a there's a satisfaction to that. Like, I still figured this out, and it's still really good. That's part of the that's part of the game. Reading the rule book, you're like, oh, this this guy really pushes people over. I'm gonna take the big guy, yeah, right? Yeah. Whatever. I mean, I guess I'm thinking of like Magic: The Gathering, mostly from that perspective, like trying to okay. build the like meanest deck you can. Like, doesn't even matter. It's like, sorry, you're you're lo- you lost already. I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not sorry. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you know what game I've actually been playing recently? Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven. Mm. So Epic Games. The I guess it's a competitor to Steam that I had an account that I hadn't logged into for ten years, but <laughs> I was able to crack the code and log in and get my free copy of Gloomhaven because uh, Epic was giving that out for a solid week, a uh, week or two ago. Oh, that's cool! And a couple of my high school friends started playing, and we've gotten three sessions in so far. And yeah, I like it. it it's essentially the computerized version of the board game. Mm-hmm. And the computer arbitrates a lot of the rules for us, which helps me out. But <laughs> it, it has taught me how to play this game, and we're having fun playing it. And uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to go out and buy the whatever $200 big box Gloomhaven. But if I pass it in a store, I'm going to look at it. Yeah. And and there's a percentage chance it's going to happen. <laughs> we'll see. Oh, man. I, I picked up Gloomhaven a couple years ago, the physical copy of it. And it How are is, the minis? The, the minis actually aren't the worst. They're not terrible. And I did paint a few of them uh, because I had this whole idea of like, well, I've got a pool table. Just going to bring that back up. Um, I got friends and I want to play a big like dungeon crawler, right? So I painted up four models. I got it all ready. I got everything going. And like it, it was pretty cool. Like having the just humongous amount of crap on a table, like isn't the worst way to play a game. Now, like I did have to figure out how to play that game and then like teach a bunch of other people. And it mostly went okay. Like it was fun mm-hmm. for the, the couple mm-hmm. of sessions that we sat down and did it for. Um, but that's all we got in. We got in like two sessions because it is such a pain to get everything out every single time. Uh, yeah and I, when i saw that there was a pc version i i did opt in for the like early access on steam so i've had it for a while but then they're like oh this is actually the board game so if you want to play the board game don't play this because there's spoilers like obviously so like i literally haven't done anything in that game since because they put that out there hmm. yeah it's it's a weird thing i don't know why but I think well, maybe maybe me and my pals will invite you one of these <laughs> days, but 
No, no, it was it was good. I think we got we're getting the experience of hanging out and playing this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, this last time we played, one of my friends is getting over COVID. The other one <laughs> right. lives two or three states away. And yeah, no, it's just good to to be able to get together for like an hour. Mm-hmm. When, I mean, I'm not particularly busy outside of these lizards, but uh, <laughs> right? my, my my friends are busy and important people. So yeah. you know, they, they don't have a ton of time for Gloomhaven. Certainly not going to drive from Connecticut up to play Gloomhaven. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's almost like if you started driving, you could set the game up just about before you got there. That's true. So, That's you true. know could be worth it <laughs> yeah no that is that is something that's pretty cool um having that digital version being able to reach other people to play a game that like a lot of people really like i think is is pretty fantastic and uh yeah besides the not getting to paint the models part which you know is uh either positive or negative depending on who you are um yeah it's, it's a it's a good way to go I play the scoundrel. I'm sure I can find a 3D print of the scoundrel. Oh, I'm sure you and, probably uh, can, yeah. Yeah. You can find the individual models on eBay for like a couple of bucks. They're... Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they're that expensive. Last time I checked. Okay. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll do that then. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty generic character, the scoundrel. It's just like a rogue. but Pretty much, yeah. Although I think that model, I did paint that model. It has some... Like little unique features on it, little goggles and some other stuff. Um, yeah, overall the models weren't too bad. Um, I was surprised for sure. It was one of the first actual games that I picked up where it was like there was the intention of painting along with playing a game. Um, I mean, I've had other board games that have minis and stuff, but they're never like they've never been worth painting, right? Um, and since then, I have gotten a few more games that I bought for the models. And, like, unfortunately, I've just been super disappointed in most of them. Um, like, I, I bought into Dark Souls pretty hard from Steamforged, uh, mostly because I really like Dark Souls. Um, just been a thing for me for a long time. Um, and I was just kind of disappointed. Like, they're they're real flimsy, like PVC. And, like, I just don't find it super worth it. I don't know. I spent mm. a lot of money on it too. And like they finally showed up and I'm like, oh. Well, that sucks. <laughs> and of course I uh I bought into the Horizon Zero Dawn board game, like all in. Also slightly disappointed. What you gotta do is just get really into lizards. <laughs> That's probably really into probably lizards. True. Yeah. So uh, a, a film crew showed up at my place to film me painting lizards. Right, that was pretty cool. There. Yeah. Yeah. There was a day where there were just three other people in this room <laughs> and just tons of lights. They made me turn off all my lights because my lights aren't good enough. And they had all their all their crazy lights and then a lot of like black cloth to block off the extra light. Mm-hmm. They're very particular about the light. And they had all like all these cinema cameras pointed at me and like super close up, so me painting lizards and stuff, and seemed kind of weird. And then then they had me go outside because they wanted to get like a nature sh- shot of me walking around outside. Yeah, yeah, you gotta then, set the tone, right? 
Yeah, and then yeah. a tick bit me, and I think it got Lyme disease. Uh, <laughs> but I, well, I got the antibiotics, and then the the rash started to shrink back down again. Oh, so. jeez. <laughs> I'm f- I feel fine. I feel fine. I hope but, so, man. Jeez. <laughs> but hey, if if it's my time, then I want to know that I went out doing a right. documentary <laughs> for miniature painting. <laughs> That's that is Lyme awful. disease while filming B-roll for a documentary about mini painting. Oh my god, that's so messed up. <laughs> Hey, when our number comes, man, it's well. Yeah, you know. wanted to be doing something you love. <laughs> yeah, be an outdoors tick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. Because <laughs> right. because at first I was like, yeah, oh man, I got a tick yesterday. Look at this guy. I pulled him off. He's like, I mean, he was he was very deep. In there? I pulled I pulled everything but his head off. His head is a part of me now. Uh. Um. But I pull him off. He's like, "Oh, this is, this is, this is a big sucker. Like, this is probably too big to be a deer tick. He's probably not going to give me Lyme disease." Then, like the next day, the the, ring the bite of... had turned into like a bigger ring. Oh my god! Like, uh, probably should get some antibiotics. Yeah, it's time to go to the hospital. Yeah. And uh... <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, so I went I'm, to uh... <laughs> went to the CVS. I bought some sun chips, some gummy worms, and some antibiotics. And uh, right. I feel much better. Yeah, it's amazing. The much world better. We live in. Yeah. <laughs> like when you're like possible uh, horrible life threatening disease. I definitely got to pick me up some of those sun chips, though. <laughs> like yeah. they told me it was 15 minute wait. I swear they only do that so they sell you, you know, Doctor Pepper oh. Zero and sun chips. It was a 15 minute wait. I was like, what? Oh, look, we're going to work on your order next. It's two pills of antibiotics. Right. Like, come on. Like, yeah, I'm right here right now. Can you not just go? It'll be about 15 minutes. Like, yeah. Well, I'm telling you. But so I sat in the parking lot and I ate gummy bears. And 15 minutes later, I went back in and he got my antibiotics. And it was a surprisingly good experience. Like, I'm, I'm lucky enough that I don't have to go to the pharmacy very often. So I have no idea what anything is going to cost. It's just a complete mystery box. But no, that's, that's pretty it, much it everybody. Like, Every yeah. time you go, regardless of how often you go. <laughs> right. And I'm, and I'm on the like bronze minus health plan. So yeah, like, yeah, right. yeah, there's, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no assistance coming from that quarter. And, but, but anyway, it came out to just $2 for two antibiotic pills, which is what it should cost. That, that sounded right to me. It's like, right. all right, that's cheaper than any of the over the counter uh, drugs you sell here, mm-hmm. cheaper than any of the gummy bears you sell here. So yeah, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but it, it's been been about a week now i don't think i have lyme disease that's good anymore so yeah Can it's you, good i don't think i'm pretty sure lyme disease is like if you have it you have it if you don't catch it early like you, is that you, one is? you get it's it one of those, like rabies uh i'm not a medical doctor i, I don't know not a medical doctor but, that's true but yeah i had a, had a call with the the, the health person and I'm fine. And unless you don't hear from me two weeks from now on Paint Bravely the podcast, you can assume I'm I've made a full and complete recovery. Yeah. If anything, it's it's not because of your uh, video schedule. Because if we go by that, like you definitely have Lyme disease. Like this is this podcast is the only indication that you are still alive. Which is good. That is Which good. is yeah. good. I'm glad that you're uh, you're doing good though. That's good. I hope you don't have Lyme disease. So, you know. 
Because every once in a while, you know, somebody does email me like, hey, I hope you're okay. And yeah. I respond, you know, if if I have time to respond, it's like, oh, I'm okay. Check you check out Paint Bravely, the podcast. That'll, that'll be that's a little a, proof of life. That's a good way to point that. Yeah, that's a good call. Um, but now I can be like, look, I thought I had Lyme disease. I don't think I do anymore. <laughs> I'm mostly okay, but... Uh, I I assure you, I'm working on videos 12 hours a day, seven days a week, but these lizards, man, they take a while. <laughs> they take a while. I keep changing my mind about the lizard colors. And yeah. You'll be getting a lot of lizard content at some point in the future, so buckle up. Yeah. Get, Hope you like lizards. Getting back to lizards, though, I do think a nice bright orange would be perfect. Well, you got a test model of a bright orange in there? So here's the thing. They they have energy shields. Oh, and so I got this bright jade skin. I like and the it. energy shield is kind of a red to orange transition. Okay, I'm with you. Nice. So uh, I definitely have cool. a representative. I've got some orange content in here. Very good. Yeah. It's very good. But we will we will consider future orange applications because we've got a lot of raptors to paint. So Yeah. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Okay. Well, see, see, that's perfect. Do you oh, want man. to tell everybody about Peachy? I might as well. Um, so if you haven't seen the video, what's I don't remember what the channel's called. Hold on, I got this <laughs> it's written not down. Peachy's channel. You want it's to tell everybody about Peachy uh, being the new painting presenter on the Painting Phase YouTube channel? Yeah. So the Painting Phase YouTube channel has acquired. The legendary Chris Peach from Games Workshop. He quit that place or some such and is Poached. now, yep, who knows? I mean, that'd be nice. Honestly, for him, that, that'd be nice. Like, we're just going to offer you a triple. Come paint for us. Like, yes, sir, I will do that. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, he's, he's going to be like the, the presenter on that channel. And I think that's really cool. Chris is a, a super awesome dude. And I'm a pretty good painter, and I think uh, there's going to be a lot of cool content coming from that channel. Uh, right now, last time I checked, they only had 8,000 subs, something around there. Let's let's kick that up. Yeah. I mean, look, it's more than Paint Brave for the podcast, but every little bit helps. You know what I'm saying? So go check out the painting phase with the, the two guys that were there before and now PG. Were there other guys? I need to watch more of their videos. Yeah, I, I honestly hadn't them. heard of the channel yeah, before, right. but the video quality looks very good. The the blokes seem like nice lads. Mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 But uh, I think it's pretty exciting. It's cool to see. Uh, we're hoping for some uh, some good uh, mini painting content over there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Duncan and Raj got out of there and, and started their own thing. Peachy's got out of there. Yeah. Or, Rob got out of there. Yeah. Rob got out of there. Yeah, he's got his own thing. Yeah. Anybody else get out of there? Other people have to have gotten out of there. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you go back farther, uh, most of the other game companies uh, oh, have true. people that yeah. used to work there. Yeah. Right, but true. as long as we're talking about just <laughs> on air personalities. Like recent. Yeah. Those are the ones for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Darren Latham tried to get out of there and then they killed his YouTube <laughs> channel. So I think he was trying to help. And they're like, we don't want you to help. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. It's fine. So. 
but he's proved that he can make a YouTube channel yes. if the day ever comes. That is true. Yeah. And that it would work and that an iPhone is perfectly Absolutely. acceptable as a mode of filming a YouTube channel. Mm -hmm. Yes. Which but Peachy's got drone shots. That's PG's true. Got, Peachy's got lighting and good cameras <laughs> and people who know how to use those cameras. And he's got a drone and he's got a motorcycle. And you can go check out the entire trailer video over at the painting phase. Yeah. Which I guess we just spoiled the end of. Sorry. That's the beginning. It's a two minute long video. <laughs> There's a motorcycle. Yeah. Minute one. I didn't, yeah. know, I didn't know that Peachy drove a motorcycle. The the spoiler is that it's Peachy. The entire, the, like the spoiler is that is who is in the video. Yeah. Is that, did they say that at the beginning? They just said we have a new presenter. It's not right. The, the title of the video is our new painting presenter and the entire video, like the first three quarters of the video is a man wearing a motorcycle helmet. I know. You're like, oh, who's I'm, this cool guy so in saying, the leather spoilers. with a Kawasaki? Yeah. yeah. Who, is, who is this cool guy who so just weird. loaded up with paint pots and drinking tea? And who is this cool guy? And it's peachy, but everybody has spoiled the ending. There was, there was never any doubt. Never there any was doubt. never any doubt. Like... I knew it was him before because I was told as soon it was you him saw that before. Kawasaki motorcycle. Yeah, I just yeah, knew that, 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 that sweet Peachy hog. was a Kawasaki knew, guy. Oh, that's Peachy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's only one man I know. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. With that little luggage rack bag on the back of it. <laughs> I just filled with magnetized miniatures. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what it was filled with. We're sorry we spoiled that one for you. I was sorry. You didn't seem to be until now. <laughs> I forgot that we the entire. <laughs> <laughs> That's like the entire point of the video. Yeah. Sorry. Matt, remember to cut the last 10 minutes. We'll redo this. <clears throat> yeah, we're not doing that. The YouTube channel, The Painting Phase, mm. has a new painting presenter. And I guess there's I nothing else to say. I think all of you really say. should go check it out. And you're going to be... You're going to have a peach of a Peachily time. surprised <laughs> when you see who it is. <laughs> yeah, that's a real thing. <laughs> a Kawasaki guy up in there, yeah. Those drug yeah. shots, though. Here's a yeah. hint. Here's a hint. He drives <laughs> yeah, a Kawasaki. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, don't know who that is. Not even a little bit. <laughs> oh man. Oh. Oh. God, I feel like I'm dying. You know what's sad is we actually tried to record this episode like earlier this week, and I was like, I can't, I can't do it. I'm sick. That was a terrible decision. I felt way better then. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Army painter. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Bring us in. All right. So the Army Painter is is a company that's been around. I think they just hit their like fifteenth year anniversary for their main paint line. Everybody knows who they are. They're in like every store, which is awesome for them. You know, they are the paint that people go to kind of first and as an entry level thing. They have recently come out with a pretty interesting video talking about the fact that they as a company and as people in the company want to do a better job and they want to listen to their audience and actually make changes that are meaningful, like improving their paints and doing things that 
we as customers and people that use their products want to actually see. That's not normal for the space. And uh, I think we wanted to to commend them for reaching 100%. out like that. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So it was a short little video and it had a couple of things in it. One, it had shots of their factory, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. And they showed bottles of, I think it was camo green or army green, getting the labels put on, which we all know is one of the worst colors in the line. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but but no like like army painter is the the brand that's available at my local mall yeah. it is the brand that a lot of new painters are going to start with and it has some serious weaknesses especially in their flagship line of war paints mm-hmm. some of them are are pretty decent a lot of them are not and you have to really shake the heck out of them to find out which which kind you have Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. 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 Yeah, you have to shake them so, a lot. So the video was cool because they they did include snippets of um, John Ninas when he was a guest on Miniac's channel, mm-hmm. like saying that he didn't really like the the Army Painter paints. They had a shot of I think Lucas on on Squidmar channel saying that he didn't really like the Army Painter paints. They yeah. had a shot of Luke at Geek Gaming just. Shaking and shaking, shaking and shaking yeah. and shaking. Yeah, I don't even think he said anything. Uh, and, uh, it was Benji from Benji's Hobbies. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, and and so the company Army Painter on their official YouTube channel put out a video where they said, like, we see this criticism, we hear this criticism, and you know they're saying we are going to take some steps to try to make our products better. And as one example, they're like, look, we put mixing balls into all of our paints now. Mm-hmm. That's something that they've implemented in the last year. That's a start. Yeah. Let's let's see if they can keep keep going with other stuff. I mean, that's that's a start. Yeah, because I mean... Some it, of those paints, even when they're well mixed, are <laughs> not great. That's very true. Well, the whole like medium trick where you like pour some of it out or something and then mix it is supposed to help i don't know there's a bunch of tricks people have come up with to like make it better right Um, right and a lot of them still are not good though right yeah and it's it's buried deep in one of my older videos but i it was when i was making the deodorant orc speeder Mm -hmm. there was one point where i was trying to put green onto something and my brush yeah. was just acting like a snowplow. Like I was, I was <laughs> yeah. moving the brush through a glob of paint and it was just pushing the paint to either side of the brush. Yeah. It's just like, what, what am I even doing here? <laughs> it's like, not what is... <laughs> painting anything. Yeah, there's like the stick on that. It's not, it's just not working. Yeah. yeah. It's unfortunate. I mean, because the fact that they've been able to get into as many stores as they have and be as readily available, like, no matter where I go in the town that I live in, which has like five pretty good hobby shops, all of them have Army Painter, you know, in one way or mm-hmm. another. Like either a full rack, most of them have a full rack, or, you know, some of them will have like, oh, we carry the 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 other products, right? Like the tufts and the tools and the whatevers, the brushes, um, you know, but everybody has Army Painter stuff. And I mean, if, if it's like that where I'm at, it's I know it's like that pretty much everywhere. So yeah. if they had paint that was even just, you know, right up there with some of the other ones, it, did, it doesn't even have to be like the, the top level, top tier stuff, right? If it was just like, 
mostly good. <laughs> yeah, like I think they closer. could rule the world. Honestly, it, yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, they're they're better than craft paint, but they're not as good as a lot of the other brands out there. Mm-hmm. But if they take some serious steps to try to close that gap, that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be awesome. So, um. You know, the Army Painter has a YouTube channel with like 30,000 subscribers. They've had the channel for a while. They do all their product announcements on there and stuff. And this video very quickly became their most viewed video. It's got well over 100,000 views now. And a lot of the feedback was very, very positive. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that's awesome that you're listening. That's awesome that you're willing to show bad reviews like share bad reviews of your product and acknowledge their existence and hopefully take steps to make that better Mm -hmm. um and so there's a lot of very positive stuff on there of course there were a lot of people being like good because because your paints are crap or like i I threw all my army painter stuff away like there were there was also a lot of uh harsh responses oh you hear me <laughs> hear this like right yeah um, but that that's they did, comment I, sections right <laughs> i mean that's comment sections uh and they they were definitely asking for it but hey uh, one of the common comments on there was you you put up a youtube video and you allowed an open comment section and that is better than some companies do that is very true is. so um but actually my my favorite comment that i saw a couple of times i saw two different people complaining about the army painter tape measurer what i saw two different people say that the army painter tape measurer is garbage and it broke on them and so i have a couple of things to say about this (laughs) okay Uh, this is deep this is hard hitting i didn't know there was such controversy Around this tape measure. One, I mean, it seems like there's some consensus here. Uh, don't buy an Army Painter tape measurer. But also, to the people who did buy an Army Painter tape measure, what are you doing? You do have to wonder. What What, what are you doing? I mean, okay, a little bit of an upsell. Like, sure, if they're buying all their tufts and they're buying everything else, like, Army Painter might as well have the the other thing at the counter. Like, ah, sure, I'll buy it. It is definitely not. It's like at the counter, like last minute. Oh, I need to grab this or I forgot mine at home. Let me pick this one up. Okay, there there you go. That's probably the most common. That's the most common. At a a convention, there's a little booth that has Army Painter stuff. And one of the things they have is a tape measure. That's Mm -hmm. the only time. (laughs) The, The... yeah, I mean, I could see that happening. A couple of years ago, I went to LVL and I forgot to bring paintbrushes. And like, you know, I was going to classes and I would like uh, me and editor Matt were signed up for just like the hanging out in the painting room and doing stuff in there. So like we went to the army painter booth and just bought some brushes. So I could see how that that is like the idea with some of those products. But like on a normal day. Just a nor- like okay. Yeah, you, you, to make you go to the game something. store to play some games. You have forgotten your tape measure. You pick one up at the store. This okay. I I guess I see that. I see that. That that makes sense. But in any other situation, like <laughs> if that is the context under which you bought this product, you bought it because you did not have a thing. Like it, right. it, it is the same context as you forgot to pack a lunch. So you bought a couple of candy bars while you were at right. the store. Right, you bought a crappy like it is, lunch. You, you're you're filling a gap here. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. exactly. 
<laughs> right? It's not a premium. But it, but if it gets to the point where you're leaving online reviews for a tape measurer, yes. you gotta you gotta take a step back and and yeah. what am I doing right now? What yeah. what are you doing right now? You. <laughs> That's a fair point. I was hoping to get a high quality uh, tape measure, and for anyone interested in in shopping around for the best tape measure, don't do not buy Army Painter tape measure. Hundred percent, yeah. Don't what, do it. what are you doing? <laughs> this is a solved problem. You go to the hardware store, and you buy five tape measures, and you put them all over the place in your game bag, in your dice bag. You put one in your desk, in your painting desk. You put one in in your car, like in the the center console, maybe mm -hmm. maybe in the glove compartment. Sure. It's, it's kind of like nail clippers. You just want those everywhere so that when, right. when you need it, it's, it's the, there. the accessibility yeah. factor of a tape yeah. measure. I mean, because I can't tell you how many times I've looked for a tape measure and been like, I just can't find one. Yeah. yeah. In fact, so for a lot of reasons, uh, both very good reasons and very stupid reasons, do not buy an Ari Painter tape measure. Go to the hardware store so that you have one when you need it. That's so beefy. You are going to break so many models, Casey. <laughs> this is a 25-foot Stanley. Nah, you want a 10-footer. Oh, I know. I don't roll that way. <laughs> but that's the accessibility factor. It's just had it right behind me. Uh -huh. <laughs> to be fair, I've been doing actual work in this room, you know, constructing and measuring. So that, that's why I have there, that. there are lots of good reasons to, to own a tape measure. Mm -hmm. And that, that reminds me of the video I did where I was like, hey, I found a table in the trash and I fixed it up and it was really cheap to fix it up. And people were leaving comments like, yeah, you didn't include the cost of of your screwdriver in in this build video. It's like you, <laughs> if you there do not some, own a screwdriver, you are not ready to own a table. You are, if right. you do not own a screwdriver, you yeah. Oh, you are not yet mature enough to own a table. I can't you, believe I forgot about this. Speaking of tables, ooh. So I've had this desk, like a nice, pretty like good solid computer desk for a long time i painted at this desk it was the desk that i started the channel with it was the desk i had in the giant walk-in closet and i went to go move it to my new space and i go to lift it up onto the trailer and literally the entire thing falls apart in my hands and the top of the desk crashes down on my foot and i thought i broke my toe no joke. It was like black and like super bruised around the joint. Hurt horribly. But my desk is ruined. It's ruined. And my foot hurts. Was it particle board or what? Yeah, it was like not a super expensive desk or anything. And go figure, right? But I mean, I've had it for a while and it's been nice. And now I don't have it. <laughs> so I have the top. Like the top's still in good shape. And it's the like real piece of wood. The rest was garbage. Okay. So. I'm going to be making a new desk out of that desk. This is exciting. I know. I feel excited about it. I don't know what I'm going to do with it yet. It'll be like my painting desk, uh -huh. but it, I'm going to make it something nice. So I don't know, like uh, I'm going to have to like get some legs and some other stuff. I don't know. I don't know yet, but I, I almost forgot to, to tell you that story. Yeah. Well, that's the best thing I've heard all day. That's great. I mean, not your toe, but I'm, I'm, I'm excited about your new desk. Dude, that was like day one, minute five your... of moving, too. 
like crush the toe. Guess what you're doing for the next like three days, right? Like continually yeah. moving boxes and crap to another. Yeah, okay, that was terrible. It sucked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I am excited to see your new painting setup, though. Okay. Yeah. Mine has yeah. kind of reached a steady state here, except for that new paint rack we talked about last mm. month. But yeah. It was a good upgrade. Other than that, it was a good upgrade. Well, good upgrade. I, I am happy to report that uh, I did put a, a short video about it. It was like a six-minute long video about moving and everything. And a lot of people, a lot of people asking, like, where, where I want my hobby score to be. I'm very proud of that. It's great. I like to see the effort being, you know, people asking about it. It's good. I don't know where I want my number to be. Probably like a good solid eight because I think I lost some stuff. Like I don't have technically like I don't have a bathroom in here like I did in my other place, which means I don't have running water. But I have a mini fridge mm. and a lot more space. So that's like I don't know where I'm at right now. It's like a a, a one. You're I have, have to, to call a plumber. Out. Get yourself a utility sink in there. Yeah. You need, probably need to have idea. to call a plumber. Yeah. Oh, I'll just punch a hole through the wall and put a hose in. You know, then put another hose out the drain, out. Right? Right, that, right. That works. That's good, too. Yeah. Well, I am excited to see where you end up with, and I, I wish you the best of luck in, in finding your greens and all the other <laughs> colors of your rainbow in the in those boxes. I do, I do appreciate that, and I am very excited to see the colorful lizard army and where it goes. Oh, and the place uh, it will I appreciate go. that, man. I get Bright jade, bright green, and maybe bright blue for the, the Saurian Temple Guard. I do like that. Like the real magic blue. Yeah. Ooh, magic blue. Magic yeah. Blue. That's that magic, magic blue. You know what I'm talking about. I do. I do. <gasps> well, on that note. Yeah. Thank you again for joining us on another episode of Paint Bravely. If you enjoyed this podcast, please help us out by leaving us a review on iTunes. <sighs> subscribing to the YouTube channel and sharing this message with your hobby friends. And as always, we appreciate each and every one of you for listening and we will talk to you next time. We appreciate you. Talk to you next time.